the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoshio Podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. 402 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in to WFIL. Forecast calling for some sun and clouds the rest of the afternoon. High 93, down to 60 later tonight. Maybe a shower, then cloudy and rainy tomorrow. High 65. Washington 4-3 over Milwaukee in the nationally wildcard game last night. Tonight's Tampa Bay and Oakland in the American League wildcard game starting at 8 o'clock. Lisa Daggs, who is a country uh, music singer, Christian uh, as well, has a book out called No Turning Back Regardless. And she's going to join us here in just a second. And uh, she has a really amazing story we want to share with you. So we're going to just kind of jump right into it. We also have copies of the book to give away. So throughout the show, uh, if you just get a second and you want to, hey, I'd like to win that book, send me a quick text to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Just type in uh, the word uh, regardless and your first and last name and where you're from. And if we draw your name out, we'll be glad to mail you a copy. But in the meantime, let's get right to it. We have Lisa uh, checking in. Hello. Whoop, whoop. Hey, how are you? I'm doing lovely. How about you? I am doing, I'm like kind of, I told you like a couple seconds ago, I I feel like I'm I'm flying high, but I'm not loaded. So it's it's all good. It's for the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to get into yeah. that. This This book you have, No Turning Back Regardless, in a moment. We have 90 degrees going, and uh, it's supposed to drop to 60-something tomorrow, like off a cliff. Oh, how are you doing in California wow. today? Is California... You know what? We're doing pretty good. Sun is shining. It's starting to feel a little like fall. We've got some crisp air coming, but we still... I'm looking out my back um, slider here, and it's like not a cloud in the sky, blue skies, sun's out. And we have great weather here. It's just, um, I know we're not going to mix uh, politics with it, but uh, yeah, we're looking at property in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> well, and on a completely unrelated topic, are you a sports fan at all? I am. Okay. Because you have the Dodgers going, right? I think that starts tomorrow. We, we have, we, well, actually, we do. I'm in Sacramento, so I'm in the capital city. Okay. Um, so I'm a, I'm a diehard uh, 49er and Kings fan. And um, and actually, I lived in Nashville for a couple times, so I always had my eyes on the Titans. Yeah. But I think you know our teams are doing pretty good this year, so we're yeah. doing we're doing okay. I'm not an avid fan, but I'm a good wife to have because I'll sit right there with you. See, <laughs> see, what more can someone ask for? That's good That's stuff. That's right. Well, I want right. I, I want to talk about your book, and I know you do too, and your music, and folks will maybe maybe know you from a lot of different touch points. Um, but the book itself, no turning back regardless, has a number of endorsements, by the way. One that just jumped off the page at me uh, from one of my favorite artists of all time, Russ Taff, um, who I met for the second time, maybe. I met him 30 years ago when he had the um, self-titled album out, and then he was at the Creation Festival this summer and had a chance to talk with him for about five or ten minutes afterwards. It was just amazing to hear hear him, and he shared with me some of his struggles as well. Uh, it's been documented as well. You know, some of the things he talked about dealing with alcohol and all that. So anyhow, that must've meant a lot to you to have that kind of a person saying, you know what this, he said, sharing the stage with Lisa Daggs is always a soulful celebration. I respect and appreciate her dedication to sobriety and her new book tells the sometimes painfully honest story of rebellion, recovery, and finally restoration. Uh, Lisa's heart for ministry is apparent on every page. So, Uh. It may, it actually, you know, I'm, I'm not a phony. It actually brings tears to my eyes because when I had, when I was at one of the hardest times in my uh, Christian walk and in my married life before, um, I went, I had to go. My mom had, had stroked out and my then husband was doing all kinds of things I was, I, I had just become aware of. And Russ, of all people, when I walked in, you know, doing the day through thing, it's all quiet. You know, it's all quiet in the morning time before the, you know, thousands of people enter in, and we're doing sound checks and things. And Russ, I love Tori too. She's she is just a his wife is as real as they come to. We hit it off great. Hmm. 
but Russ knows my story too, and he had heard of what had happened, and he he goes, "Come here, sis," and he held me like a like my brother would. Mm. You know, it wasn't one of the side hugs like a Christian. <laughs> you know, don't want to get too close or make a bad impression. He grabbed me and embraced me, and he and he whispered in my ear, "I'm so proud of you." Mm. And for someone that knows when alcohol or drugs calls your name, and you get side, you get you get blindsided by something. To know how important that, um, just the embrace. Yeah. The, uh, that's all I can think of right now. The embrace and the um, the approval of stand strong. You know, you're doing good, girl. Just one step at a time. Because I was knocked off my feet. I was totally knocked off my feet in my sobriety, in my Christian walk. I was knocked off of my feet a few times of my own doing, you know while I was running. So yeah, Russ and Tori and Maddie, their daughter, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful family. Lisa Daggs is our guest. If you're just tuning in, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Lisa's a Christian country music singer. New book called No Turning Back, Regardless, How God Rescued Me, Redeemed Me, and Restored My Heart with a Song. Tell us about your life a bit and, and some of the stuff that was going on early on that led to a lot of the struggles that you've gone through over the course of your life. Well, what, what kind of hit me, Tim, really in the face, and it kind of almost brought me to my knees, is when I read the very first line of my very first chapter of this book, No Turning Back Regardless, chapter one says, Nashville, on my terms, from my first breath, all I've ever wanted to do was sing. And it just kind of hit me, Tim, because... Um, and I'm not going to get too churchy on you, but when God truly rescued, I mean, who else do you know that was robbed at gunpoint twice, um, fell out of a moving car twice, had several car accidents, was slammed into in an Austin Healy Sprite, which is like an MG midget, was slammed into a three-quarter ton truck in front of us. We were at a complete stop with an Impala going 40 miles an hour behind us, almost drowned in the Sacramento River. Um, and I was on the swim team. You know, there, obviously God had a purpose for my wait, life. Wait, wait, am I talking to MacGyver? Who is this again? Oh, it's I Lisa. Right? <laughs> this is crazy. This is my life. You know, and 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 then waking up and and not knowing, looking out, kind of looking out the window and seeing my car and go, oh my gosh, I drove that home. I don't even remember. You know, mm. I just to see that line that says, "All I've ever wanted to do is sing." And realize how patient God was with me in my... I had up to $1,000 a day rock cocaine habit at the end of my running. I mean, of course, that wasn't where I started, but it was in the little compromises. You know, I was in Sunday school. Uh, my mom had had me in Sunday school. She had become a Christian way before I was born. Um, I have two older brothers. My mom and I, um, I can say now were, she passed away just... June 6th, and mm. we laid her to rest at a veteran's home with my dad on September 15th. So that's a fresh wound. Oh, wow. You know? Sorry to hear about that. She, yeah, thank you. Um, but I didn't use, and I didn't drink. <laughs> mm. So that's good. Um, but she was my mentor, and she was uh, the one that always brought me back. When I was when I was running, and I was, you know, I wanted to sing, and I wanted, God wasn't moving fast enough in my life, but she kept us in church all the time, and, you know, then drinking a little bit, and then, you know, it, it just, it is like a snowball. Once you start, uh, whatever you start with isn't quite enough, and um, yeah. whatever you end up end up doing is never enough either. It says one a thousand, one is too many and a thousand never enough. And they, they mean that in the rooms of, of recovery. Lisa Daggs, our guest, the uh, Christian country music singer. The book is called No Turning Back, Regardless How God Rescued Me, Redeemed Me, and Restored My Heart with a Song. If you want to win a copy, send a quick text to 610-500-DUB, 610-500-3683 with your first and last name, where you're from, and... Uh, and the word regardless. And if we happen to draw it out, we'll text you back so we can get your full address to mail it out to you. In the meantime, quick break. Come back and continue our chat with Lisa on Tim Moore's show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening.
413, The Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL chat with Lisa Daggs. The uh, book is called No Turning Back. Regardless, she's a Christian country music singer, also has this new book out, How God Rescued Me, Redeemed Me, and Restored My Heart with a Song, talking about some of the early years and a bit of the brokenness. Do you remember in the early, the, the first time or times that you started to even feel that pull or why you even got involved at all with, with dabbling in alcohol or, or drugs or whatever it might have been? You know, I remember, like, having a little wine, like, young, when cramps would start, you know, kind yeah. of take some of that away. But, you know, parents divorced at 10. I never saw that coming. That was that was truly another blind side in my life. And, the, and not knowing who my dad was, not having a... I'm the youngest, like I stated, two older brothers, had to bury one a year and a half ago. Hep C. Wow. Um, he was a heroin addict, not at the end of his life, but it, it paid. You know, he had to pay his, his it, it took a toll, and he had to pay the debt, and it was death. Um, yeah, wow. I led him to the Lord 10 days before he died. So um, he's who I got my love of music from. And I'm, I'm sorry, Tim, because I'm a little bit of a squirrel. So I jump around, but I do get back to what you're saying. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's good. Yeah. Well, you didn't see anything shiny. It's just, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, the first time, you know, I, it was it was all in fun. I had a I'd gotten in that crash that I told you about. My brother was driving the car that my dad had bought him, and I used the settlement money. I should have gone to court because I still have scoliosis really bad. Wow. But I got $1,500 cash, and that was big money to me at 15 years old, and I bought a 1968 Camaro. So my car was always filled with five girls, and we were in high school, and, you know, it was super, super fun. You know, I had Krager rims and glass packs on it, and it was teal, teal bluish green, and it had a nice rumble to it, and, you know, we were, we were taking the world by storm, so we thought. And we would drink and there was one time Jim that on my 16th birthday my mom had plans to take us my parents divorced when I was 10 like I said so on my 16th birthday she was taking us to one of our our favorite Polynesian places okay. and I cut school half half day with my girlfriend and we went down to the river where we'd always go to party the American River ran just miles from my house we bought some PCP joints Two of them were $3 joints, and one was a $5 joint. And there were some older – my brother was uh, – he's he's 16 months. My middle brother is 16 months older than I am. Okay. So some of his friends were down there. And they're like, come on, Lisa, it's your birthday. Take a big hit, you know. So, of course, I was, you know, I'm going to do the best I can because yeah. I'm a – you know, I finish it to the end, right? Right. And all of a sudden, I mean, I'm walking six – I'm like four feet off the ground and I can't touch the ground. And it was the, it was horrible. It's something that you can't really come down from mm. when you want to, you know, and I, I, I'm, I'm thankful. I, I think that was the last time it was a one and only, or maybe one time after that, possibly, but I hated it. I was laying on the levee thinking that I was dying. I could see my, my name on the front page of the news that, you know, girl ODs on, PCP on her 16th birthday. I mean, it was like, it was, it was crazy. And I did go to dinner with my mom, but it was like, I was kind of moving my food around. She knew something was wrong, but my mom was very gracious. She was still very strong, very spiritual, and she'd call you out. But at the moment, it wasn't the time. And she, she loved deeply. Hmm. She loved most of the time when we were down at the river, a caker party or whatever, mom would, every Friday night, she had 40 to 80 kids from 16 to 30 in her living room in a Bible study. And you know, those hot summer nights in California, we had a screen door and the door was open and there was some shouting going on. I was coming back from the <laughs> caker party thinking, oh, not again. Here I go. You know, yeah. I had to bounce down the hall of the wall. I was down the so you, yeah, the wall of the hall. You're down by the river or you're in the Bible study? They're in the Bible study. No, but you're but you're down the river. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm Le- down at the river rebelling. Lisa Daggs is our guest on the Tim DeMoss show and WFIL, Christian country music singer and author of the book No Turning Back Regardless, How God Rescued Me, Redeemed Me, and Restored My Heart with a Song. 
And, uh, you know, in addition to the, the, the storyline of addiction, you mentioned the Nashville, you know, words in the book and the whole love of music. Was the music love early on for you as well? Or when did that come into the picture? Oh, yeah. My first solo, I was three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Three so, years old. So 22 years ago. No kidding. Go That's ahead. right. Yeah. Love you. Yeah. Love you. <laughs> My husband's always good at that, too. He's like at the ripe old age of nine. She's yeah. herself facing three to five. I'm like, I love you. <laughs> yeah. Um, would you ask me? I, no, it's the music. The music part where that love of that came from, singing. You know, my, bro- my brother, Larry, that I earlier, if, you, if you're just joining us, my family is riddled with addiction, except uh, I got out. I'll have 30 years clean and sober wow. November 11th. And thank God for that. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Um, I didn't do it in my own strength. <laughs> I tried. You got to get the book. See how many times I tried. No turning back regardless. Oh, my gosh. I'm a hard-headed woman. But anyway, God got a hold of me. But my brother sang, had such a smooth voice like Merle. And, I mean, nobody can sing um, Since I Fell For You like my brother did. I'm trying to get a hold of a recording. And I watched him, you know, grow up singing. But I I was in our family. My mom had a great voice. My dad had a beautiful voice. Sounded like... um, a little like Frank Sinatra, Tony Bennett in hmm. those days. And even if you see a picture of my mom and dad back in those days, he looks like he could have been part of the Rat Pack. <laughs> in fact, fast forward, my father passed away about 17 years ago. We, we, You were listening that, if you were listening, I was never really daddy's little girl. I don't remember sitting on his lap. I don't remember being held by him. He was a workaholic. He had um, five restaurants. He was a gambler. And um, parents divorced when I was 10, so that excruciating blow of divorce, feeling like I'd never know my dad, you know. But we did have some custody things where we'd go back and forth. Um, I was born in L.A. in Hollywood, um, raised in Sacramento, and um, my dad was in Concord in the Bay Area. So we'd go visit my dad. But um, Hmm. music was always, I mean, it wasn't... You know, what's wild is it wasn't the fast picnic songs like Bill and Gloria sing. I get on the stage with them. Sometimes I'm like, what are they saying? <laughs> you know, there's so many, like, because I was listening to Maranatha or um, um, people like John Gary or Dusty Springfield or, you know, that's how, that's the, that's how our family rolled with music. It was, it was a little soulful, a little more soulful. Yeah. And, um, well, in country, music, how, for you, how about for where did country, I mean, and, and specifically compared to say pop or a different genre, was where, <laughs> where did the, the country angle come from for you? Was it, was that a natural from the beginning too, or did you discover yeah, it? That's what my mom said to me like years ago. She goes, Country, really? <laughs> so, you know, hugely popular, was, nothing wrong with it at all. I just, I'm curious right? what, what, le- right? what, what leads love- a person to sing country. I think the stories. I'm a story writer. Yeah. I'm a, I write stories, and my songs that I've written are all story songs. You know, I'm not, uh, I'm not a worship leader. I'm a worshiper. I have led worship, um, but I'm a story writer. And um, when I, okay, I went to Nashville when I, I was in, I was in church. Mom ha- kept us in church after the divorce and all of that. And still, I was on the fence and would go see my dad, you know, there would be drinking and there would be using. And then I go to my mom's and there'd be prayer meetings in church. And I love the Lord. I knew he, I knew Jesus was the son of God. I knew he died on the cross for me, but I really loved going to see my dad. And I liked cutting loose and, and, uh, you know, I guess I was living a double life, but it was no, no fooling God, of course, but, and probably no fooling my mom. I wasn't totally surrendered. It was just, I was trying to find my way. Yeah. And and so I went to Nashville to be a big success. You know, I had a, a, this great brain idea, first one to go there to, you know, be a star. And at this time, I was already doing uh, cocaine, and I was actually uh, buying it from my dad, and my dad was getting it from the mafia. So... Well, then. Better, yeah, hello. <laughs> so... A guy named Jimmy uh, Jimmy Fradiano. They called him Jimmy the Weasel. My dad had some gambling um, excursions with him, and hmm. I don't know if that. I think that's in the book as well. But yeah, it is because we changed our phone number. We were getting calls from prison <laughs> at wow. home. Wow! Um, but 
but yeah, it's all crazy. But I would go to FedEx to pick up an ounce of Coke and it'd be a solid rock. And I was working at TGI Fridays. I didn't know anybody or anything when I packed up my car from Sacramento and I was going to go to Nashville to be a star. But I had a job at Fridays in Sacramento and they had something where you could uh, transfer within the company. So I transferred to Nashville and um, had a job, no place to stay. I had my big old cowboy hat on while I was driving my car there and I had a 357 in between the the seats of the car that wasn't registered just in case, you know? So I went there and um, ended up singing in some girls' bands and I waitressed there and then I ended up bartending at Fridays. And I was there. I thought I'd just take a few years. I was like, everybody, I'll be back soon. I'm going to come back with a record deal, yada, da. And I was there six years and was pulled over several times uh, for drinking and, and driving. But Tennessee was a lot looser in their laws and where you go. You know, they ask you how much you had to drink, and it's always oh, a couple glasses of wine. That is always the pat answer. And where are you going? Oh, home, sir. Okay. And they'd say, drive safe. You know, get there. Yikes. But, but after wow. six years, my dreams hadn't come true, and I moved back to California. Okay. And I I thought, you know, the music business is it's just not bringing me happiness. So I moved back to California and um, continued my behavior because... If nothing changes, nothing changes. So I packed up all myself and all my wounds and all my broken relationships and my addiction and came to SAC. And within just within three months, I believe it was, I got arrested for drunk driving. Hmm. And 17 days later, I got arrested for DUI with possession. 17 days later. Lisa Daggs, our guest, uh, Christian country music singer. The book is called No Turning Back. Regardless how God rescued me, redeemed me, and restored my Part with a song. If you're interested in winning a copy, we have several to hand out. Just send me a quick text to 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. First and last name and throw the word regardless in there. And uh, we'll send you a text back if you happen to have yours picked out. Quick break. We'll keep our chat going with Lisa in just a moment. It's Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email Timmy D at WFIL.com. 428, the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Chat with Lisa Daggs, Christian country music singer. Quick uh, check on the forecast first. Sunshine, some clouds the rest of the afternoon on the warm side, but eventually down to 60 tonight with maybe a shower in the picture. Then tomorrow, cloudy, rainy, high 65. Washington 4-3 over Milwaukee last night. The nationally wild card game. They advance uh, on to the playoffs, and tonight Tampa Bay and Oakland play in the American League wildcard game. That's at 8 o'clock. Uh, before the break, Lisa, who's written this book, No Turning Back, regardless how God rescued me, redeemed me, and restored my heart with a song, talking about the, just a, a really a lot of different things, twists and turns and, and brokenness and addiction in, in her life. Uh, and we were just kind of in the story where she'd been in Tennessee and was moving back to California. I love that line you shared before the break there. If nothing changes, nothing changes. It's the truth. It's really not more complicated than that, is it? No, it's not. It's kind of the it's opposite. Of, it's kind of the opposite of just do it, but in a different language. Right. For those just tuning in, by the way, I chat with Lisa Daggs, uh, country music singer, uh, does a lot of uh, Christian music over the years, won a bunch of awards and all that. But as you can see, if you're listening to the story, and if you just tune in, you can also get the podcast after the show. You can hear a lot of what's in the book, No Turning Back, Regardless, How God Rescued Me, Redeemed Me, and restored my heart with a song. I want to get to the word regardless in a little bit, but you just, you're, I'm listening. We're in California now, so I'm listening about what happened. So those two big events, what happened at that point? Well, I was told I needed to change, uh, change my playgrounds, you know, and change the people I hang out with, you know, and change the things I do hmm. if I wanted to see a difference. But who told you that? It was, uh, people, people in uh, recovery or you know some counselors and okay. and I and I thought yeah and I didn't quite didn't quite take it to heart because it took a whole nother year of partying and at that point learning how to cook up cocaine and um, wow that was that was my new my new love and if I had it in my pocket you feel so powerful you know it's, it's so farce but you feel like you know 
I got this. I, I got my friend here with me. I'm okay. You know, and everybody wants to be your friend. And um, I got to a place where I was singing. I, you know, told myself I was going to get out of the music business, you know, leave Nashville. But within just a matter of months, I was up in Lake Tahoe singing in an all-female band and, and having the time of my life and singing at the casinos and traveling. And then I had my own band, Lisa Daggs, with a touch of class. And we were getting ready to go on a a Department of Defense tour, and I got arrested for the last time for possession for sale. And that was November 11th, um, 1989. Wow, coming up on 30 years. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. What God's done. So I was taken downtown, you know. They'll have to read the details in the book. Yeah, I was taken downtown, and um, I was handcuffed in front of my mom's house. It was a Sunday. I wish I'd been in church, Tim. <laughs> yeah. No handcuffs in church. You could call the book, There Are No Handcuffs in Church. No, no. <laughs> Subtitle. <laughs> hopefully, oh, hopefully I a, not. I got a story for you when we're off, off the air. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Bless her heart, my mama. But she, you know, all during this time of me running, she would always send me, like when I was living in Nashville, she'd always send me notes and letters, and cards, and I loved getting those cards. I loved, it was a love-hate thing, because I knew that she loved me. I knew the strong warnings that she would give at the end, or scriptures, or, you know, she would talk about things going on, and how she missed me, and, and but she'd also, there would also be a, a warning in there. Hmm. And if there wasn't, it was probably just conviction. <laughs> Yeah. You know, knowing I was, I was certainly walk, walking the wrong road. And um, look, Evan, let me say this: just as you're talking, it reminds me, real quick, that this book, uh, "No Turning Back," regardless, speaks on different levels. And one of them would be, uh, I'm guessing, the, a parent of a child who is hmm. a, has addiction. How do you walk alongside them? In what way? How in your face? How how back away on the side are you? How do you love? And walk with someone battling addictions, and and absolutely, you know? yeah, absolutely. You don't want to be a codependent. You don't want to enable them. You don't want to give them money. You want to love them. But if if it's gotten out of hand, you don't need to love them while they're living in your house. You can draw the line and say it's the hardest thing, but you need to go. You need to go hmm. because you don't need to live with that craziness and. And guess what? It's always your fault. <laughs> hmm. It's weird. It's weird. We don't see our own. I got to tell to the, a little little talk to the parents is um, what you may not know is that the first thing an addict or an alcoholic thinks of when they wake up, it's like the drug or the alcohol has just called their name. It's an alarm clock. It calls you all the time, hmm. and it is so hard to say no. It calls. It's not that they love that more than you. It's that it calls their name and they cannot not go there. Young people listening, if your parents are addicts and alcoholics and you think, you know, they don't love you because of what they're doing, it's not that they don't love you. They don't know how right now because it's calling their name. They cannot. It's such a. It's such a draw. It's it's bigger than us, and the enemy knows that. He comes to kill, steal, and what? Destroy. Destroy. Yeah. You know, and if he can keep us in this vicious circle, or even if when we fall, we don't get back up. You know, there's two things to do when you fall down. You get back up or you stay down. There's only two things. And if you stay down, that's what he wants. He wins. Then you become ineffective, and he has won. Lisa Daggs, our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL, Christian country music singer and author of the new book, No Turning Back, Regardless, How God Rescued Me, Redeemed Me, Restored my heart with the song. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you were, you're kind of doing the storyline there a bit, and when you had gotten arrested in November of uh, 1989, and uh, for for possession, I guess it was with intent to sell. Mm-hmm. It was at that point, and this is a key part of the book, right? In the title, mm-hmm. in the title, the word "regardless" came to mind, and I mean, share them. Like, is that, that that the proverbial rebound point that really actually? Sent you on a, on a proper upward tra- trajectory with God's help, of course. Well, 
what I told the Lord that, of course, you're sitting in jail and you see all these people that are appearing to be much worse off than you are, you know, that's mm-hmm. how, that was my attitude. Um, but I was there for 12 hours and my mom came and, and was able to bail me out on my own recognizance, which means, you know, good behavior. You're going to come back and you will appear yeah. for the judge. Um, but I had, I had to talk with the, with the Lord that day. You bet I did. Um, I kept hearing the jingling and the clanking of the big steel doors and I, I knew they were coming for me and they weren't. And it was, it was a long 12 hours, let me tell you. And so I was like, Lord, and I know everybody's probably done this, but this time I really meant it. If you will get me out of this mess, I promise I will never quit telling people what you've done for me. I have made a mess of my life, and I will tell people what you've done. And so I did get out that day, and I was facing three to five, and I didn't do any time. And I knew that was a grace of God. I rededicated my life to Christ. Lisa Daggs is our guest. She's a Christian country music singer. The book is called No Turning Back. Regardless, if you'd like to win a copy, uh, send me a quick text to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Make sure to put the word regardless in there. Ideally, your first and last name, just so I can uh, put a name with a, a number. And if you happen to win, we'll ask you to send your full address and all that. But just uh, simply to 610 500 3683 and the word regardless in there with your name and uh and we'll draw several uh winners uh, later on so hop in there when you get a second in the meantime a quick break we'll continue our chat with lisa daggs on tim demoss show wfil live and local it's the tim demoss show weekday afternoons four till five on am 560 wfil and at wfil.com our podcast continues it's 439, the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Continuing our chat with Lisa Daggs, Christian country music singer and author of the new book, No Turning Back, Regardless How God Rescued Me, Redeemed Me, and Restored My Heart with the Song. Continue what we're, you're talking about there. But the No Turning Back, Regardless, stopped in my heart. I met and married a man in church. And um, you'll have to read how it, I, it really, to leave room for my mom's chapter, Queen Eileen, we, we took some out of. Uh, the love story part of falling in love and the love story ending. Okay. Um, but I, it was a very abusive relationship and uh, I found out some things on the internet. There was like 40 other people and wow. he left and I had a $3,200 a month uh, house note, an eight-year-old daughter and my mom had struck out on my kitchen floor and I was standing in my living room and had a talk with the Lord and just said, you know, you know, divorce was the scariest thing in my life because of what I went through and you allowed it to happen. But I'm going to serve you. There's no turning back. Regardless. So you had before and after addiction. So I mean, to the extent of, out of respect for the addiction, the after is still something you always want to be very mindful of. But the, the the part of your life that was very much affected by addiction and then coming away from that and out of that still had another Rock Your World event. Oh, my God. Right? I know I say surprises can come two ways, like a kiss on your cheek or two by four up against your head. And that one felt like a two by four. And I called Gloria Gaither, snot faced, just I mean, I was a mess. I parked about an, uh, about a block and a half from the house and told her, because this book was supposed to come out 11 years ago. And I want to let people know that God knows your dream and he knows your heart's desire. It was supposed to come out about our great life. And then I, I called and said, uh, there's no book. There's no ministry. I'm a woman. I'm getting a divorce. I'm losing the house. I'm running the debt. You know, I mean, I was not faced and she said, Lisa, your life is not over. Your story's not finished yet. I said, Gloria, everything feels finished. My mom, I, I told you at the top of the show, for the people who are just tuning in, my mom, who was the only other clean and sober person in my life, in, my, in our family, I mean. Yeah. She passed away June 6th. Um, I actually had been watching over her for the last 18 years, and she stroked out while Faith was eight, and my daughter is now 19, so wow. dementia set in and all that. But she 
she passed away. Um, I was going through her things. This is so, Tim, so many things like this. They got, that's why they have to read it. Cause I mean, it's like, you gotta just read it, <laughs> Yeah. but this isn't even in the book. So this is just a, this is just icing. Okay. Okay. Because it was after the fact that the book was already printed. I was going through my mom's stuff and I don't know if anybody remembers those little promises of the day where you, where you could like, it's a little tiny inch by inch thing where you can press it and pop open the thing and you can read the promise for the day. Okay. And there's only one I found in my mom's things and it said, he that began a good work in you is faithful to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. And then in man's own words, it says, um, God never leaves a task unfinished. He's not finished with you yet. Mm. What? Wow. Wow. <laughs> what? And when you did know? you find that? I haven't gone through all my mom's things. We're, you know, we're going through her house, but I, it was, I found that about a month ago. And so I took wow. a picture of it and I sent it to Gloria. And she was just like, wow, this is what I pray for. All the women I work with, my own children, you, your daughter, this is what I pray for. You know, it just, the same words came back. And, and, and when I came back from winning Entertainer of the Year at the Grand Ole Opry for Inspirational Country, I came back to Sacramento. That was in Nashville, of course. And there was a message on my inbox from the same agent, the same book agent that I'd been working with 10, 11 years ago. He said, Lisa, Greg Johnson is his name. Lisa, I'm ready to talk about a book when you are. I'm like, what? I transferred the transcript to him for 10 years just because Gloria said God wasn't finished with me yet. So every January 1, it was like thunk, thunk into my ministry file because we had the book ready to go to publishing. Wow. Okay, your turn. And to clarify while you get a tissue is that the right. – uh, that uh, it didn't come out partly because of everything ha- that had happened with your husband, which we didn't discuss during this chat so much, which is fine. It, um, and it's in the book a bit, but uh, that, and then everything kind of connected to that and or feeling like I'm not even sure that this book would work right now because of my personal life circumstances and what's happening. Well, at- everything I was writing about was a lie. Yeah. Then, you know, I didn't know it. I was like, what? Okay, so the book itself, it, what was in it, because I thought the the book itself had some of it was was what you knew, your, your battle with addiction, but you're talking the part about your husband, that whole part kind of shredded the book. Right. Okay. We, we, we had currently started writing the book with um, Marcus Brotherton, great New York Times bestseller, and the book lay dormant. It, only one, two, and four were written, and the rest of the 21 chapters were summarized. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then, so then I had that, and then, and then Greg called or or messaged me, and I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, you know, hmm. what? And uh, of course, I called Gloria again. <laughs> you and Gloria are like buds, like I all the... love her, <laughs> her and Bill. What a mentor, really... right? She's, she's got to be a mentor for you, I would think. Oh, she, I, when you know what? She opens her mouth to start to speak. I lean in <laughs> because yeah. this woman, she. She thinks outside the box, and she is deep. And and she wrote the foreword for my book. I saw her about a year and a half ago. I introduced my new husband to her. We went out to the family thing in uh, Gatlinburg, um, Pigeon Forge, and and I said, "You're you're still going to write that?" She had planned to write the foreword for me, you know, ten years ago. I said, "You're still going to write the foreword, right?" And she goes, "Of course." And then she looked at me, she goes, if it's good. And she poked me in the side. <laughs> <laughs> good <laughs> for her, right? Forward. Yeah. yeah, she's amazing. She's amazing. She just, um, I learned so much. For, I, I wish I was closer. You know, they even invited me to come and stay at there. They had a guest house. I wish I'd taken them up on it. Cause, but I couldn't. I had an eight-year-old daughter. When everything crumbled, an eight-year-old daughter, and then my mom stroked it. I'm like, really, God, this is the blessing you're going to give me for being clean and what what yeah but you know what Tim during that time when we get that desperate it's a pretty vulnerable vulnerable but uh, sacred time because all that really satisfied me because I had no control 
And I realized as an addict and alcoholic and even maybe codependent out there somewhere, we want to control things. I could, I was out of my hands. And the only thing I wanted was more worship music, more of the word, quiet time, just do what I got to do, have a smile on for my daughter, get her to Christian school, take care of my mom, go see her at the home, then bring her home, then change her diapers and get, I mean, but the word, and I mean, I paid the bills on time. I was, I was keeping my head up, but the hunger, the hunger that I had for God to speak to my life was deep, deeper than it's ever been. Lisa Daggs, our guest, the Christian country music singer, chatting about her book and life, really. Uh, no turning back, regardless how God rescued me, redeemed me, and restored my heart with the song. If you'd like to win a copy, have several to hand out, send me a quick text to 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. Put your name in there and uh, the word regardless, and we'll make several winners here. In just a moment, we have a quick break. We'll wrap up our time with Lisa. It's the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL and WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560, WFIL and WFIL.com. 449, the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Continue our chat with Lisa Daggs, a Christian country music singer, uh, a lot of other things too, a radio show and has a podcast and stuff. You can find out more at lisadags.net, uh, two G's in there. The book that we're talking about and focusing on and talks about a lot about her life and, and addiction and divorce and all kinds of heavy stuff and how God has brought her through though, called No Turning Back, Regardless, How God Rescued Me, Redeemed Me, and Restored My Heart with a Song. No Turning Back is, you know, perhaps more slightly in the direction of anyone battling some kind of an addiction or tragedy or, or big thing, but it doesn't have to be just that thing. It could be a different kind of, when you said people, uh, someone who's battling alcohol wakes up in the morning and they hear calling their name. Um, I'm not, that's not my battle, but I hear coffee calling my name. And I do too. You know, that's my, that's what, as I say, I'll never quit. And guess what? I'm starting to get out. Well, well while, while it's legal, <laughs> while it is legal in all seriousness, you, I bet there are a lot of people listening who would get rather crabby if you told them today you get no coffee. What do you mean? Uh-huh. I do. It's only two bucks or it doesn't matter with the money. It matters that you need it every day. And I'm that's thinking to right. myself because it is, it's part of my routine. It's not the first thing I, but it's worth in the first hour. It's, it's there. It's in my brain. Where am I going to get that? So. Anyhow, that's, that's that's right. I have to take a look at that because you're absolutely right. So, you know, to make it okay if we hit our knees first and pray before we, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> before we drink it. Lisa, uh, is there I, is there is there an album that's in particular or or something that might oh give, just on the music side that people should think about? I mean, there's the, no yeah. turning back. Let's go ahead. So, Are you kidding? Okay. Guess what? I just cut eight new songs in Nashville a week ago. That will be my tenth CD. Okay, my tenth project. But I really want you to get, it, regardless, the, I have a song I need to send you. Okay. It, I don't know if you play music on there, but Regardless is the title of my newest, of one of my newest CDs. I have a, a Christmas CD, too, that's really super fun. Okay. But, um, and I produce all my own records now. I produced uh, other artists. I'm producing in Nashville. Um, I take them to all my A people, and we get it done. Um so I go on lisadags.net, or if you want to look at me, look for me on any social media at Lisa Dags Music. Okay. Um, you can buy the book from me um, also okay. at the site. I got to call my girl and say, hey, is that book up there? But um, you can do it through PayPal, and friends and family would be great because we're all friends, right? Of course. But, um, and then if you need it uh, or if you'd like it autographed, you know, I will do that for you. Um, I'm, I'm really nobody. I mean, we're all the same. We all have the same value. Yeah. Um, I just happen to, you know, I should be dead. And Gloria said that in her foreword. You know, really, I should be dead. And I'm not. And I'm not in prison. You know, thank God I'm free. And so, so if I get a little excited, that's what she said when she introduced me in South Africa. And I know we got to go and I've got another appointment. And you've got a, you got a life, too. Yeah. But she introduced me in South Africa as her good friend who can't stand still when she sings. <laughs> it's true. You know, who the, he that's been forgiven much, loveth much. And I do. I, I love a lot. Of, and I forgive over and over again. It could be to a fault. I don't like everybody. 
but I do love and I do forgive. And he that's been given much, much is required. And so if you're standing on stage, I'm not perfect, but I, I try. You know, heaven knows she's not an angel, but she'd really like to be. She's close enough to perfect for me. Well, you're loved by so, God, and you know that. I so sure that's, am. that's the thing, you know, it doesn't change. I, and I really thank you. Thank you for taking the time and and feeling that it was important enough to get this story out. Drugs are killing our kids. Drugs are killing our our parents. Fentanyl, heroin, meth. Um, I, I've just heard. I haven't. I haven't checked it out to see if it's truth yet. But I just heard you can buy fentanyl online now. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It's like a Splenda size of fentanyl could kill like 400 people. Well, you te- you tell me, Lisa, in the last moment or two we have on that whole topic, because I'm not sure we even d- dug into it too much, but is there a, 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 a even one thought or two thoughts about those who are struggling, whether it's the parent with their child, how to lo- love them, or whether it's the person who's battling the addiction itself? Like how, what did God do to help you and or just stuff you've learned, whether, you know, simple, basic, practical stuff or, well, or something else? for me... I fought the law and the law won. And so that was, that was a given there. You know, I was facing three to five and that's what caught my attention. But I I just, I just encourage, I challenge you, if you're an addict, I challenge you to go talk to another person who's in recovery. Talk to them about how their life has changed. Talk to them about how they were able to find the strength to let go, to say no, to walk away. And what it's going to be is you going to some meetings and finding a group of people that struggle with the same thing you struggle with, and you're going to think they read your diary, your journal, Mm. because you are not alone, but you are acting alone in what you're doing. So you need to get with a group of people who understand how you think, what your dopamine and all that serotonin and all that stuff in our brain, what what it craves, and how to uh, pour water on it, put that whole fire out, and really live a life that's full. To the, to God, God had a purpose for my life, and I wasted so many years. And to you, mother, father, aunt, uncle, kids that have parents, um, quit, quit taking care of them. Quit co-signing their BS. Yeah. Don't call in and say they're sick. Let let the axe fall where the axe falls, and or do a you know do a do an intervention. I I think you should probably have somebody that's professional to tell you how to do that. And there are intervention specialists where the family comes together and they, they pull the rug out from the person. They expose them and everything that they're doing. We need to be called out on our stuff and be given um, an ultimatum. Yeah, because it, the, family's, the family's not going to look like that anymore. Well, Lisa, in your case, too, having that church background, even though it was imperfect as it was or with, with the way your dad was living and all that, at the same time, you had that. In your, you know, sure you know, all along the way to come back to. So, as You're absolutely in, right? right. So, it's encouragement to parents to keep uh, loving and keep, you know, because the, the God's real. So, as people, whether it takes them a year or twenty years to get to that point, or ne- you know, forty years. Guess what? So. He is Tim. He's real, and he changes not. Yeah. You know, that's my favorite he, song. He, oh, great is thy faithfulness. Oh my gosh, I. Uh... <laughs> Uh, I want that at my funeral. Great is a faithfulness because it's really true. It covers he everything. Absolute, I am I, a tender-hearted person too, and I here's 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 one more thing to end with because I was raised in church, and I said, Lord, when I came back to the Lord, it was two months clean and sober. So January 11th, I bowed, and I surrendered my heart, my life, my dreams, everything back to the Lord. And, and a friend sitting with me said, You have to let go of your dream to ever sing again. You have to let go. Because if it's not in God's plan, you have to let go. And man, I was so ready to get rid of everything else, but I didn't want to let that go. But I did. I was like, okay, God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna open my hands up. <laughs> oh, those purple knuckle fingers, you know. <laughs> okay. And uh, my band went, did the DOD tour. I went to rehab. Woohoo! Great job. <laughs> but that was the beginning. That was that was the beginning for me. But you're right. Great is Thy faithfulness, and He will see you through. He knows right where you are. He knows your dream. You just have to, you have to do the footwork. You have to do the footwork. You have to put the plug in the jug, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Lisa, it's great to make your acquaintance and to have you on. And hopefully we'll get a chance to connect again sometime. And uh, that sounds great. Yeah. So 
Good. God bless Thank you. Thank you so much. You Thank too, you. God Lisa. bless you. All right. Lisa Daggs, our guest, and Joe, the hardest working producer in Philadelphia radio, comes to the table prepared. We only have a minute left. So as we wrap things up, maybe we could play that song regardless, Joe. And uh, in the meantime, anyone who wants to text in to win a copy of Lisa's book, No Turning Back, regardless, the number 610 500 Dove. Have a great night. If I had known a long time ago where I'd be right now, living this dream, serving a king, and knowing I don't know how to carry this weight that I do today. learning to believe it's closing my eyes thanks for listening to the tim demoss show podcast feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from four to five on am 560 wfil and at wfil.com three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com salemnow.com